What's crackalackin' everybody? Money smart guy Matt Zapala here. Hailing to you from the Dallas studios here. With me in studio today is my homie, my trainer, my my road dog, my co-host on his podcast, Milton Alvarez. What's going on, brother? Happy November, baby. And joining us in the studio today here for this episode, I think it's episode 43, we have a very special guest. Would you mind introducing <laughs> our guest? Of course. Her name is Ms. Haley Johnson and Honestly, Haley, you have quite a bit of a resume <laughs> for, for, for the young age of 24. So um, I'm going to go through all of mine. And Matt, if you can actually pull up one of the pictures. Yeah. You, you did, you've done Trump. You've done security for Trump at, at uh, a couple of his rallies, which is pretty cool. I think uh, we have one picture of you uh, there in front of the stage. And then I think you had one there. Uh, just someone took a candid picture of you specifically. Um, do we have it? I'll put it up here. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and second thing, you are a varsity football coach. I actually have a couple questions ref. on that. Ref. ref. There you coach. go. Yes. <laughs> ref. Ref. And you also, you just recently uh, got hired on to be part of the G League for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, also, uh, you have a client who's a- Put on screen? Yeah, let's, pull, let's pull up the, uh, uh, the picture of- Haley. There you go. We, we got her on Instagram now, baby. We got her on Instagram. She, she, she we, we, didn't even, we didn't even pull up Haley J. Fit. Okay. There you go. Right. So that's, there you go. Boom. There she is. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So. My guys. Third thing. So now third thing. She has a client. So as you can tell, she's a power lifter and she's also a bodybuilder, but she has a client who holds uh, world power lifting records, who's actually 19 years old and who's currently a soldier in the Israeli army. So really? I, I can only imagine wow. having a client in that in, in that space right now during this time on you know how, how much curiosity, how many questions you may have being her, her coach. Uh, you currently run a women's group, right? In uh, mm-hmm. uh, an Elevate Church, Elevate Life Church, is that what it's called? Elevate yep. Life? Elevate Life. Nice, Elevate Life, Craft, what's yeah. up? And you're also a competitive bodybuilders competed a couple times. Um, so yep. for the age of 24, you have a pretty lengthy resume. You've done uh, some, some cool things in done your life so things. far. Yeah, sacrificing some sleep over here. <laughs> Why <laughs> Get not? Get some stuff done, yeah. And then <laughs> training with you at Evo. There you go, just See? two and a half weeks strong. Really? We're gonna, yeah, okay. we're gonna get at Evo. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But we have a very interesting uh, other topic to discuss to as well is, hey, how it's, how's your average car payment? How's your average car payment across America compared to everybody else? Well, we got a video about that. Um, this former NBA player is pissed off because his wife has an OnlyFans page. His reaction here in a minute. Uh, out of control inflation. There are so many things that getting out of reach with a lot of people with this thing called inflation. And sadly, the real estate injury continues to get peppered with bad news. I mean, if I was in real estate today, if I was in mortgages today, there's two, again, there's two camps I'm talking to. First cap is everything's going great in real estate. Everything's fine. It's record-breaking years. I got closing, got listings. I got clear to close here. It's funded. All the great words that real estate agents and mortgage professionals love to hear. So that's one camp. Everything's going great in their practice, in their city and state. The other camp I'm also talking to is this is the worst situation I've ever been in. I haven't had a closing in months, and I don't have anything in the pipeline right now, and it's October, or now November, and if I don't have anything in the pipeline like ASAP, I'm not getting paid until 2024. So I'm talking to that camp. So for those of you watching this, which camp are you in? Because I also launched a video yesterday and a message to real estate agents because real estate is so high, up, down, up, down, high risk, high reward. And I know there's a lot of good people in the real estate community that has busted their tails to create a brand, to build a name, a reputation, and, and sadly not only homeowners getting crushed, but also the professionals working in the industry getting crushed. What's some solutions we're going to discuss here in a second? So, uh, Haley, 
You've been at this for a minute. I mean, you're you're a, you're a ref. You're 24 years old. You're a ref. But you know, I was doing a little bit of uh, studying and digging in on you. But it's not <laughs> like you were just thinking about doing this like last year. You you've been no. like you've had this mindset for a while of, of being a leader and 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 you know destroying the status quo. Yeah, I started when I was 12, actually. So it's been 13 years, uh, my ninth year doing varsity, and then I think it's like my fourth or fifth year doing college and just got hired, like Milton said, for the G League two weeks ago, I think NBA it was. G so, League. Yeah, so it's wow. like a semi-pro league. They yeah. just started this new semi-pro league, so it's going to be under that. But it's yeah. every weekend starting like this week. So yeah, yeah it's been a dream. It was actually funny because my brother, when he was really little, he's younger than me. He was like, I'm going to be a professional, like an NBA ref when I get older. And that's like what my career is going to be. And I always laughed and joked at him. I was like, you can't make a living out of that. And then come to find <laughs> out, you, you sure can. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, we did a um, Channel 8 News had a thing for the football, for football refing, And we were the first crew to have two women on the field together. So we like, that was a status a new um we broke records with that and stuff so that's why we had that on football on the tv for that too so it's pretty cool but yeah it's been 13 years so not a new thing but it's just cool to see i think um new women getting into it because when i first started there was no females i was always the only one the only one at camps what inspired you my well we got we got some names, but Jenna Renault is my NBA mentor. So she's a NBA ref. She um, only started I think like eight years ago. So I've actually been doing it longer than her. But she's from Crum, Texas. Okay, you guys know where that's at. But small little town, North Texas. So yeah, she's she's one of my um, I'd say not idols, but someone I look up to for sure. Mm -hmm. And then a few of the other like NBA refs that I've met along the way that have just been really inspirational and just mm -hmm. kind of helped guide me along the way. So. So, so what put you in the, in, in the minds in the headspace of number one, becoming a referee, and number two, do, doing it for this period of time? I know somewhere along the lines, there there must have been some form of uh, discrimination at the fact that you're a woman. Oh gosh! And in the midst of <laughs> in the midst of just refereeing itself, you know, how does it feel in, in the midst of all that of doing it such a young age, starting it, being a woman, and at the same time, at times in certain games, you know. Uh, almost, you know, being the most hated person on the oh court gosh, because yeah. of your calls. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I mean, so as far as being a woman, being younger Let's when I look started, at a again, uh, Jordan, Let's take a look at this picture. I love oh, that. Football. Yeah, that's a yeah, cool so picture. Yeah, so me and um, me and the crew. That's my crew that I work with every Friday. Friday so Night Lights. Yeah, Friday Night Lights. Yeah. It's so much fun. Honestly, <laughs> football is pretty cool because of that. But I definitely like the temperature control environments in basketball. <laughs> is this how many refs are in the game? Seven, yeah, for varsity, for varsity. But I think NFL or something's eight. But JV and all that stuff's five or four. So wow. we get some more. I mean, it's Bro. seven people at twenty-two when players. When I was in high school, so. just two. Yeah, it's just two refs. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> two or three? Oh, Chicago. Heck no. <laughs> no. See now, now we can't really. Yeah. When people yell at us, we have less. If if there was just two of us, we could. I would definitely. They would probably be a little bit more sweet to us. But that there's now that there's seven, we got like three players each to watch. So three it makes players. it. Oh, that's how you break yeah, it down. Yeah, I mean, if you look oh, at the ratio sense. of there's 22 players on the field, seven yeah. of us, you know, yeah. basically oh, like a three three point what three ratio. Gotcha. So, 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 so okay. So what's your job? What's, what do you, where do you normally line up? Well, I'm on the line. I'm a headlinesman, so okay. I'm on the line of scrimmage. Um, so you're, Watching, looking, you're looking down the line. Yeah, I okay. have. I don't have like the wide receivers. The people in the back, the refs in the back, have them. But I have basically the whole line watching, like full start. Obviously, the off offsides, all that holding. We still are, have are like you, are all you the standing on the sideline though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gotcha. with all the. So I kind of thought going into it that it was going to be, 
you know, there's all these players on the sideline, they can talk to you. And then there's 10 coaches plus, you know, so like with basketball is always only one coach can stand up. The other assistant coach is sitting down and the players can't talk to you on the sideline at all. You know? So I was like, Oh my gosh, football is going to be so hard and yeah. everyone's going to be yelling at you. But honestly, like the parents being kind of in the back, sorry, parents to watch, <laughs> but they're so far away. I can't hear a single that, word that, that they say. Yeah. So, but definitely with basketball, there's so many times I think I was like 13, 14, 15. I would like run off the court, bawling my eyeballs out. Like I was crying so many. I've been threatened to be killed. I've had what? so many things before. I, oh my gosh. Sounds yeah. like a Matt comment to make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. They, the things that people say is crazy, but it doesn't really affect me as much now. It's just, yeah. I think when you really listen to it, I mean, you're going to get discrimination and hate no matter what you do, no matter what job you do, mm. what you say, what you think. So, um, I just, I listen to it, but you can also, it's kind of funny to me now because I know the rules so well that it's like when I hear people say something, mm -hmm. I can tell that they don't know the rules, by the way, over the back is not a call, not a foul in basketball, let me tell you guys. So yeah. <laughs> if you ever say that, that's my immediate way of like knowing that they just don't know the rules. So there's I've things. always got called for over the back because I go, go get the ball over. You just can't push through them. Like you can got jump it. and reach over them. Yeah. If, if you do not like displace their body, okay. it's not a foul. So. Hopefully people, hopefully people learn something. So if you got that. enough hops, you got <laughs> yeah. enough hops, oh, right? Oh, heck yeah. You, you, you can, can jump, reach over as much as you want to. So there's no such thing in the rule yeah, book saying right over the back. Let's do a do <laughs> what's, what's, uh, uh, what was the, uh, uh, the education, the training that you would have to go through to, to be a rep? Because it's, it's very technical. I mean, I'm, I'm watching the NFL these days, and it's like you almost kind of need a – law degree to have oh my any wits about roughing a game. It's like so many rules and this contact oh. and the time I mean, slow motion makes it so convenient yeah. for people to make oh, the right yeah. call, right? And oh, you're, yeah. you're not, you're, you don't have access to you know a replay in the moment. You got to no. go back to it though. Yeah, college games you do. Some colleges you go to. Like I mean, obviously the Division One co um, colleges will always have media. We can go watch replay and stuff, but most of the you know varsity games, all of the varsity games, no smaller college is going to have that. So it does help mm -hmm. to be able to go and watch that stuff back but you obviously want to try not to be doing that all the time and there's only certain things you can go watch for there's only you know 10 different things you can go watch for in basketball so um, a lot of it is like spot you know on the spot you have to be making the right call whereas football is kind of you guys have probably seen they can wave off legs they can throw them late and stuff we can't do that with basketball like if we're a second late on something people are screaming like late call like that's late late whistle whatever so um okay, but got, as far got, as the education Part yeah, of it, yeah. I mean, we had to take lots of tests. We have to read the rule books every year. And huh. Like every two years, they change the rules. So that's where the rule changes come in, and everyone has to like relearn those. But a lot of tests, you have to get like 90% on every test to be able to go like to playoffs, be playoff eligible. So mm -hmm. it's a lot of different reading, a lot of different studying. And if you actually want to be good, like my mentor, Jenna, the girl that is in the NBA now, she would pay people. She would tell me when they were like little kids, she'd find little kids on the court and ask them to record her and she'd pay them to do that. So she would sit there and rewatch herself every single game, like over and over and over again. So she's going over game tape. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Herself ever since she started. Yeah. She's, I got to start doing that more. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, can you uh, look at my screen real quick? I want to show this. I want you to make this call. Okay. This is uh, a... <laughs> Okay, how'd you make this call? This is uh, oh, <laughs> this is Colorado. This video earlier. Yeah, Colorado versus uh, 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 UCLA. So let's let's take a look at this call in real time here. He's going over the middle, over the middle. Shador, uh, Shador, uh, Shiloh Santa. Bam. Okay. They got a slow. Oh, here we go. Is this slow mo? So he got not only flagged for this Ooh, for targeting, targeting, but he got. I was gonna say. Clean hit. 
I mean, it looks like it's target. He got called for targeting. He got called for targeting and ejected from the game. Yeah. I mean, so tar- it has to be the crown of his helmet. I don't know if he, I can't really tell if he's really hitting the, so it basically is like this part of his helmet. Yeah. You can t- kind of see, but he is leading with his helmet and you can't, yeah, you can't. You can't lead with the helmet. No, not but, not into the crown to, of his helmet. to the helmet. natural eye, it looks like it was just okay. a shoulder drop. See, see, he's he's trying to lead. So, he by the way, he's trying to lead with his shoulder. I would say a little bit. Look, look how convenient it is for us to call this. We're slow playing it, frame by frame. Okay, right there. Oh, see, yeah, I would not call that targeting. You, you, you would not call it targeting. I would not. Yeah, no, <laughs> he does not hit Careful the crown. He does not hit the. So let, okay, <laughs> All right. So let's say that so that the call was targeting, and he got ejected. Can the refs go back? Review this replay like we're doing right now and wave the flag. Um, I don't think that they'd be able to do that. No. Got it. If it's like a touch, like a score, like a. By the way, respect for the guy. He, he, he held onto the ball. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, I don't think that they'd be able to go back and do that. It's. I mean, unless I mean, there's certain instances and stuff. I'm not exactly sure. Is is that college? Because everything yeah. is different from like. High school, the college, NFL, it's all different. So that's like the hard part is you don't know. I mean, once you move up and stuff, you have to relearn all of that. So mm-hmm. it's like relearning what you can go look at and what you can't can't review and what you can wave off and stuff too. Like basketball, obviously, like I know a lot of those a lot more specifically too. But football, mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure if they could go back. And I highly doubt it though. Unless it's, it's a tough call. Yeah. It's, it happens so a fast. Scoring play, yeah. But I don't think that he didn't even hit his helmet at the end, did he? I don't think he did. I don't, I, he kind of hit his shoulder. I, 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 yeah. I mean, so. and, he's do, and he's doing his best. I mean, you can control what you're doing, but you don't know if the guy's also going to lower his, he's gonna yeah, lower his shoulder the last second too as well, which yeah. if I'm a receiver coming across the middle, that's what I'd be doing. And I'm, try, <laughs> I'm trying, I know, I know, you know it's coming. I mean, yeah. I've, been, I've you know, played enough to know when I'm coming across the middle, I know either linebacker or safety's coming up just to Not drop cute. the shit out of yeah. me. So I got to go hold on, hold on to, as soon as I catch it, I know I got to hold on to the ball. And I think that's what he that's what he did at the last second. Just yeah. I mean, but it's a fl- it's a flicker. It's so fast. So fast. And there's so many things you're watching too. That might not have even been like the only play that that ref is watching. So it's like there could be a hold or something that he's watching that's right next to him as well. So there's just so many things going on. So it's yeah. hard to you obviously the guy had the ball. So he's someone's definitely probably has eyes on it and stuff. But there definitely can be a lot more that is going on that you're trying to watch. I don't know blocking the backs. Yeah. Other holding calls and. Blindside blocks, all this stuff. So it's just, I think it's a lot more than people really see. Or like I always tell people, if you want to, like you go out there on the field or on the court or whatever, yeah. ref a game, and then then you let me know if you want to keep <laughs> yelling at yelling at us. But I got I got too many questions for you in your position. So oh boy. <laughs> how lucrative from an income standpoint, from a salary standpoint, how lucrative is it for a ref to get involved in their career? Like how much is the potential to yeah. earn? Um, so. High school obviously is, I mean, you can, it's normally like 75 a game and you normally do like two games a night. College, like division. $75 a game. <clears throat> yeah. 75. Holy moly. Is that a lot? Not a lot. That's for three hours of work. That's about just $25 an hour. Yeah. Right? It's, it's about. Well, well, I mean, you're there for like three hours. So you get, it's like 150 plus like 30. Got it. It's like 180 normally for like two varsity games a night. So gotcha. you're there for like, yeah, three hours. Okay. So, but then like JUCO Division Three is like 180, 210 a game in that range. Mm-hmm. Division Two is like anywhere from like a few hundred to 
thousand something dollars and then division one has like tier rankings so mm-hmm. like depending on how long you've been doing it it's like the highest paying division one games like 3750 like three thousand seven hundred fifty dollars yeah holy moly so 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 do you just basically got to work a resume for a minute kind of to yeah. get up to three two one yeah once you're in division one but i mean because i never even i'm not i'm not even hired for division one I, I went to g league so you can kind of like skip steps too cool so that's nice but division one like my old boss his name's kenny mauer i think he retired two years ago now from the nba he was like the nba's longest ref he was making 750 a year roughing an nba so wow there's potential that's why um 40 something years wow. I want to yeah, say hey, don't yeah. quote me on that <laughs> okay but he was like 75 I think when he retired so I think he started when he was, when he was pretty young his nephew or his um, nephew is Joe Maurer he played for the twins you guys probably know him he's a twins catcher okay yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a baseball okay. guy okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> me neither, Joe Maurer was a good looking guy when I was like 10 years right? old okay. so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. And, then, and then what is uh so what does a ref get paid in the in the let's just stay with basketball is it much difference in in basketball is in football in terms of income opportunities? Um, I don't know, it, honestly, as much what the NFL refs make and stuff yet. I would assume probably a little bit more, honestly, especially like big playoff games and stuff yeah. like that. But I do know that like playoff games for varsity, because they um, show this on the Channel 8 News when I was on it, They, I think they said like varsity playoff games for football was you can make 600 to like $1,400 for a playoff game in wow. Texas. So they do like a gate fee. So as many people as attend, like that attend the game, you get a percentage of that. So like oh, the nice. Allen, Allen football games here and stuff, yeah. that giant, I don't know if you guys have seen the stadiums. Oh, but, yeah. Okay. Humongous. Yeah. Eagle, so, Eagles, right? Allen yeah, Eagles. The Eagles yeah. That's yeah. where uh quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, Kyler Murray. Yeah. That's where he played. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ne- right. Never lost in high school. I mean, the guy never lost in high school. Four years as a freshman, started, never lost in high school. Wow. Makes sense yeah. why he's playing for them now. <laughs> that <makes sense>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a stud. I mean, I remember watching him here. He was playing here last year uh, against the Cowboys, and Kyler was just running around everybody. It was kind of a cool coming home you know, game for him to be able to play at AT&T Stadium. And to be a high school athlete today, yeah. And playing high school, it's like you're, you're playing pro facilities, yeah. which is cool. I mean, look at us in Morton yeah. Proviso. I mean, beat up, go for hole, <laughs> yeah. ground, oh, turf. You had go for holes too? I had go for oh holes, my man. gosh. I, that's why I have such bad ankles. The yeah. practice field where we're at in, in, in Chicago, oh go for holes all over the damn place. Coach is like, how come you're not running? Because I'm watching where I'm running. <laughs> I can't look at the ball. I'm like, I want to twist down. my damn ankle and I'm out of the game in, in oh, practice. Oh. You know? Is that bad? Oh, oh, horrible. Man, you guys should move down here earlier. I know, I know. Come on. <laughs> that's it. So, so the. Uh, the the second question I have for you is, with gambling now as part of the environment, legal gambling now as part of the ecosystem of sports. How 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 prevalent is that? Is is what's the chatter? What's the what does a grapevine tell me? What's going on with how is because guys are saying, hey man, that game's fixed. That game's fixed. How can you tell me this game ain't fixed? Do you see a call like that or or you see a play like that? What's what's the what what's your four one one on it? DraftKings. That's actually <laughs> that's actually so funny because I honestly hadn't even heard about that until yesterday. Someone was talking about it yesterday. The my, the old president of my basketball chapter. We were at a scrimmage yesterday. And we were talking about social media, and then he was started talking about how um, gambling can be mm-hmm. like a thing. And I yeah. honestly haven't even heard about that. But now that you say it, like I get, I've heard yeah. people say it here and there, but mm-hmm. I never knew it was like a real thing. Yeah. So I honestly, like, I mean. 
I've done this for 13 years, honestly. So every single game we go into, we have like a pregame for 30 to 45 minutes beforehand. I've never, ever once heard somebody say like, oh, fix, we're going to go it. in here yeah. like this and we're going to call this for this team or we're not going to call this for this team yeah. or we're going to, you know, well, it's It would be done corporately, right? It wouldn't be done corporately, I would think. It would be yeah. done like because, you know, a ref of yours on a, on a, on a, on a team, right, for that night, he has some out, outside like of the field dealings. Or family or yeah. something in the game. Yeah. They try. So we have a rule where we can't, <clears throat> we can't ref. Um, if we have like family or friends, like the play for the team or coach for the team, they don't put us in games like that. We actually oh. have to fill out a thing before the season that says like we know yeah. people that play for this team or whatever. So they won't send us to those games. So wow. they are very, yeah. I mean, me, I don't know about once you get up to the really high levels and stuff, but everything I've done up mm. until now and like what I know and what I've seen, it's yeah. very, they're very transparent and they're very, you know, honest and just they're big on integrity. There's no, they, mission, there's no conflicts of interest. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. They would not, they would not do that. Um, so, I mean, also I feel like if you go out there, I mean, I know if you're sitting there trying to make calls or trying to depict the way that the game goes, like that'd be very on. Like obvious, I feel like to yeah. people, you know, how would you and call I would that not out? want to get screamed at more. I mean, I mean, how would you call that? You say, "Hey, yo, bro, I don't think that was a what kind of bullshit call was that?" I mean, is that something you would call we, out? We talk, we talk about stuff like if we go yeah. into like halftime or something, yeah. and there was like a call. Um, we're always big on trying to, as people would say, call it both ways. You know what I'm saying? So we mm -hmm. just want to make sure that what's being called on one side is being called on the other side. So we're just we try to make, you know, make it where it's. Like if we're calling traveling down here, like what's what's a travel? Like we obviously know the rule on that and stuff, but some people are more strict and some people are a little bit less strict on some things. So we all, that's why we have to come together before the game, talk about it and stuff and talk about it as yeah. the kind of game goes on or we'll say like tighten it up or like we yeah. need to loosen up on some stuff. So we just... Has there been games where, you know, a team or a couple of players on a specific team has just been straight dicks to you where... It's just been a constant nagging, constant just, you know, catcalling or whatever. Just, you know, just not, not being a good sport and just giving you negative energy where now because of that specific situation with that specific player or players, now we've been a lot more mindful to every single one of their moves, every single play. Um, so that way you're now, now you're a lot more observant. So that way if there's any mistake that they slip up on that you've been more mindful of calling them out. Does that, does, does that make sense? Do you, do you yeah, have people like, like that on your team? Someone that's kind of... Yeah, a player that's kind of constantly saying stuff or complaining or whatever. Yeah. It definitely draws more attention to them, I will say for sure. Um, if they're most, honestly, I've been really lucky. Most of the people in Texas, all the players and for both sports have been way more respectful than what I had Stood. in Minnesota. So I think coming from Minnesota <laughs> to here, I mean, they're, the kids are all like, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, all that yeah. stuff. So it was a very yeah. different, I think, um, just atmosphere and stuff for me to see. I was uh -huh. really thrown off by it at first. I don't really, we honestly don't, I would say, deal with that a whole lot. Uh, most of the games I've been in, but when there are situations or players like that, I mean, the higher level you are, the easier it honestly gets with that stuff because the player's a lot more disciplined. So they go over that stuff, but we pay attention to that. The You know, like if they're problem players, I guess I would say, you mm -hmm. know, because we just don't want to make sure, we want to make sure that there's not fights that are coming. But um I don't know. I, I think we try to handle it respectfully and just like we talk to the coaches first because the coaches have a lot more mm -hmm. kind of say over their kids and or we talk to the captains. The captains will come talk to us. So they're pretty good about that. But speaking of players that have a <clears throat> nasty reputation, you showed me a video where at the gym the other day. Yeah. 
a hockey game. Did you hear about that hockey game? Oh my gosh, the guy that died. The guy that died in ice. Adam so Johnson, right? That's yeah. literally 30 minutes from my hometown. Wow. My friends are friends with him. Wow. Everyone knows. Yeah. Wow. What's, 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 his, uh, what's his name? <coughs> Something Johnson. Yeah, Adam. Adam Johnson. Adam Johnson. So when, when you know a player is um, that has a reputation that's hanging over there as a, as a dirty player, because that play right there was a, that, that, that play right there was just a straight up um, nasty play. That was, that was a straight, you know, the guy was dirty. Were you able to see the play? I watched it once. I seen like the video where you can see him go down. And the blood. Yeah. And it's gushing. So, uh, so you, I didn't really watch what the player did though. So you think so whatever he did can beforehand. We see, can we see the uh, my, my screen, Jordan? So here it is. So here he is coming in. Oh, you can't see. So it's the player that in the red that ends up. Yeah, so you can see the, uh, the player uh, in the red. Let me see if I can lower this down. He's played there. Yeah, let's see. Okay. Okay. You see him coming in, and you see his back, I think right leg, swoops up and slices Adam's neck. Here, let's see. Boom. Oh, Ooh. no, it was left leg. Left leg. Wow. So he's, he's like, a, like a back yeah. roundhouse. Yeah. Right? But this guy in the red, oh. he's, already got, he's already got a nasty reputation. Yeah. As a oh, dirty really? player. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. And then and then he does this. He slices his neck open with the skate. Oh. Man, Guy's up. trying to get up. You see that blood already? It's, it's gushing. It's got, this guy's passing out on his feet. Sadly, Best passes way. away. So how, how how much of that does a ref get tipped off on and say, hey man, this 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 guy's a nasty player? Uh, keep an eye on for him. You know? <sighs> It's, it's horrible to see that, yeah, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. Sad to see that. Um, Extremely sad to see that. Jeez. Man, basketball, I would not say I've really, we hardly ever, ever hear that at all. Football, I've heard. Yeah, going after you on yeah. the or something like that. When, the, when our um, head ref and the umpire go in to have the meeting with the two coaches individually, one of the coaches will normally say like about the other players, like, will you watch out for this kid? He's like a problem Oh, kid or he does this or he'll try to do this so I'll, I'll, I'll hear that a little bit about the football players but definitely not the basketball players like ever I mean to I mean intentional fouls and stuff flagrant fouls they're not very common I would say from the games I've ever had yep. but there's definitely football I mean taunting and all that stuff or like personal fouls where someone's like or used to getting like ejected out of the game or something like that we, we'll hear about that but we're just more, con I mean, I, I try to be closer to them so I can hear it because, like, you'll always hear that you'll see the reaction, like, to the, so say, I punched him first, he's going to do something back to me. Like, you'll yeah. always see what he does back to me, but you won't see what I did to him. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, you so always we see have the second to, shot. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so we have to be watching that because they'll try to be, like, like sly about it, you know what I'm saying, uh -huh. so we don't see it. But, well, uh -huh. we pay closer attention when there is, like, a comment made about that, but... I wouldn't say that that's honestly very often. I, I don't know if I've just been lucky. Maybe this yeah. someone else could be sitting here and to, like tell you a completely different story. But I've done a lot of games and I've you know been around it for a long time. So so last question before I move to another topic. Where do you want to go with your career? And uh, the NFL and the NBA. <laughs> I want. I don't think that there's anyone that's ever refed both, like done the NFL and the NBA. Especially probably not a female. Think about so, doing the first two. Yeah. Okay. I mean. 
there might, I mean, I don't know. I've never heard of a guy doing it, but be really cool. I said this on the news to like be the first female uh-huh. NBA and NFL ref. So that's yeah. the goal. That'd be the goal. So We're obviously you're a very attractive woman. Do you ever get flirted on, on the field, on the court? Yes. <laughs> yeah. What, what, tell us, what do players tell you? We want to know, man. Come on. Give, give me the jack moves. <laughs> um, I think one of the worst situations I remember was back. In, a lot of it came from Minnesota. I'm telling you, a lot was Minnesota. <laughs> one of the coaches. So I'm normally like the ref, like the head ref for the basketball game. So I'm the one that would have the um, meeting with the coaches and the players. Okay. And I literally got done with the coaches meeting one time and the coach in front of everyone, the captains, the other two refs and the other coach asked me like on a date afterwards and asked me for my number. Like right then it wasn't that bad, but it's very like, you cannot do that. You in know, front like, of everybody. In front of everyone. Yeah. Like that yeah. is not a good way to set. Basically said, what are you doing pre- afterwards? Uh, let's go out. Yeah. Let's go out for, like, yeah. And he got, he got fired from the team. Wow. <laughs> shit. Yeah. It was like a news article. Yeah. I had to report it and stuff. And then they reported it to, I can't remember what the, board or whatever Minnesota's called, but big deal. And then like one of the players one time I remember was, it was during free throws and I was administering, like giving the ball to the shooter. And the kids started asking me like for my Snapchat, like in, when it was dead, like dead silence. You know what I'm saying? When Snapchat was a big thing, I don't yeah. know if it is anymore, but when it was, and then he started talking about you guys, the real estate that he had down there. That's what he kept referring to it. Like how, you know, the size. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Got it. And then I threw him out. <laughs> and yeah, there's there's been some things. Most of the time, it's not really from the, oh, I got proposed to on the field the, earlier this year. Look at that. <laughs> you got, that was funny. I got to find a video of that. I'm going to ask the coaches for that. <laughs> so this kid scored a touchdown. It was like probably a month ago. <laughs> it, it I think it was a JV game. It was not a varsity game. He would have been so much trouble. But JV game or something, he scores a touchdown, and I was the one that had to grab the ball and bring it to the ref for them to kick the field goal, you know? So um, he, like, I was yelling at his number, whatever number he was, yelling his number, and he finally, like, he starts sprinting over to me. I was like, oh, my gosh, why is he going so fast, you know? And then he literally gets down on, like, his on a knee and like presents the football mm-hmm. like he was proposing. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Like, okay, I can touch that celebration. Yeah, yeah, yes. Like, yeah, that was not okay either. And I should have thrown a flag. I was just so like caught off guard by it. I was so surprised. And I just sat there and stared at him. I was like, this is a joke, right? And his coaches screamed at him. He gets pulled off the field and starts doing so many like push-ups and burpees. Yeah. And he yeah. came up and had to apologize to me. Like his coaches were so mad at him, but that was kind of funny, but it's just not okay. So don't please don't do that. <laughs> That's funny. Do, do you think a women's league, football league, would have as much excitement as an NFL? Like, would a women's football league have the same excitement as an as an NFL, as an NFL type of game? Mm, well, have you guys seen those like statistics lately of how crowded the I don't know if it's the Division One bas like Division One basketball I think it is. Mm-hmm. So women's basketball and men's basketball how packed this like stadiums have been lately in the arenas or whatever the gyms i guess for the games for, so, wi- for women's games for like if you're comparing like division one women's basketball to division one men's basketball okay. they've been like surpassing the men's games actually really? so i think it's maybe just a because i remember do you guys remember during COVID there was like an ncaa thing that came out where the women's um training facility was like literally nothing it was like a yeah. hotel gym and well, my, the my, men's my wife- Played for Pittsburgh and their oh, softball no facility was nothing. Yeah, and she's a D one recruit athlete, full scholarship, and her facility was very small. Yeah, compared See, to the exactly. men's basketball or football team for Pitt. 
So they were just, they had no spotlight. They had no yeah. ability to really train the way that the guys do. So I think that they, they seen the unfairness of that. And then, you know, ever since that, I remember when that came out and then now it's just, I feel like it's kind of leveled it off more. So it's a little bit more even. So as far as a women's team, maybe if it was tackle football, I don't think they would really draw attention if it's like flag football, but I mean, what do you think about these lingerie football leagues? It is tackle. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you never heard of that? You never, no. women, women play football in lingerie. I'm not going to show it, but women oh. play in yeah. lingerie. It's very heavy out here. I have, I, when I first got yeah. here to Texas, I actually met a couple clients of mine who played in that league. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, um, interesting positions. You know, what do you play? I'm a tight end. Yeah, yeah. Look at the crowd. They're gonna have some interesting, <laughs> interesting scars. I would say if they're like not clothed at all. Literally, wearing lingerie. lingerie. I mean, you got the, you know, the helmet, the pads, yeah. the gloves, the knees. But, but like it's straight just up booty shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah booty shorts yeah. and you know, yeah. I don't know, but a sports they're, bra. They're going at it. That reveals cleavage. I but would definitely not take part how, in that. How do you feel about that though? Why do Why do they have to sell women's football that way? because women's bodies sell <laughs> and that's I mean but that is bringing the complete wrong kind of attention I would not have any part to do with that I would not ref that I would do yeah. not support that so yeah. I just think that I mean if women want to be respected if we're talking about respect and obviously like we're going to probably get into faith and yes really our real. beliefs and stuff yes, like it. that um I just think that I hear from like women all the time, like I want to be respected. And I want men to treat me this way. And why do men only want me for this? It's like, well, what are you putting out there? Mm. Yeah. So that's kind of my thought on that. Like if you're showing that, how do you expect people not to want to watch it for that? You know, if you're wanting to watch a sport of football, you're not watching it because you want to watch football. If I'm being honest. Yeah. I think I saw a meme out there about this uh, woman. She, she goes, this is how all fitness women, women, fitness influencers all act. They're like, or here's my shoulder workout. But yet, the only thing you see on the damn video is your butt. <laughs> That's so true. So the camera's so far in my butt, you can see what I had for lunch. <laughs> right? <laughs> Next time I'm working on my delts, but yet it's still the butt, the butt. her butt shot. Yeah. yeah. You know? Oh my gosh. I... I literally could say so much about that. I think that that's so funny that they do that, but then they want... They don't want the comments on it. They don't want the attention on it. But it's like they really do. They just say that they don't. You know what I'm saying? What do you so, think goes through a woman's head when she does something like that? I mean, is that the, the dopamine rush of getting likes and comments and feeling... Instant uh, gratification. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Attention. I think it's just because we live in a world where you can literally post anything and get comments, likes, all the things right away. They don't want to be patient. They don't want to wait for that. They want instant validation on mm -hmm. everything. But it's like that really... I mean... We'll go into this too, but I just, I think that people look for validation outside where it's like, instead of looking to like what God says about you and who Jesus says you are, people are wanting to hear it from 200, 300, 400,000, however many people it is, you know, like people can get that so quickly. So it's just, yeah, I don't agree with that, but yeah, I used, I used to do that. I used to post that stuff. Yeah. I used to do that too. You know what I'm so saying? So made you switch? What, what, what was your aha moment? I think, I mean, same thing. I just, I didn't like the comments. I didn't like, I never wanted the attention for that, but that's what it was drawing. You know what I'm saying? Like in my eyes, I knew what I was like posting it for. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, I'm working so hard at doing this. And like, you know, if you talk about like your legs or whatever, your mm -hmm. butt, all that stuff, like you're working so hard in the gym. So sure. it's like, but yeah. still showing that, like you can show it in ways that make you look like respect. A modest know, like, person. Yeah, exactly. Like modest and you can look respectful and just like you, if you want that, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I've always said that, like you're going to get what you put yeah. out there. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to receive 
comments like that and you want the attention for that, then sure, by all means, post it and stuff. But I know that if you want a guy, like if you're single, if you want a guy that's going to respect you and a guy that's not going to want you for just mm-hmm. that and look at you for just that, then you mm-hmm. have to change what you're doing to get something different back. Amen to that. Um, well, I want to go to this video, Jordan, where this this dude, former NBA player, just found out that his wife's got an OnlyFans page. <laughs> so for those of you that's watching this show and have no clue what OnlyFans is, is basically... How would you describe OnlyFans? I don't mean I mean OnlyFans. Well, how would you describe? What's, I think you're you're, you're more. Like, it, it's me? a no, not, not you. But <laughs> no. you're close to the age range where like OnlyFans like like a thing. Like for yeah. me, it's like, it, it came out like two three years ago. It's or, monetizing your online social media profile for explicit pictures. I think it's explicit a, pictures. Subscription, right? Subscription, yeah. Subscription based thing where you can yeah. you can subscribe to it and then you'll be able to see like all the. The content that the subscribers see, yeah, but if it, you don't subscribe, then you first, yeah, because yeah, when it first started, it started as a subscription-based platform where people of all trades can yeah. go on there and sex work. No, teach people like just their trade, their skills, and then it went to started. women monetizing it. Oh, it's kind of like how pictures. It's kind of like how GoFundMe became life insurance. Yeah, <laughs> boom. So now the only way I can try to describe OnlyFans. Yeah. So, so now, GoFundMe yeah. was supposed to be for inventors yeah. and you know yeah. and entrepreneurs to raise Correct. money. So now there's so much negativity on OnlyFans, which I understand because it went from that to women to men doing it to couples doing it to now people utilizing back to the original purpose, which was their skills yeah. that they have to offer. So I mean, yeah, let's check out that video. They're putting explicit pictures, photos, videos, and basically online seducing their fans to to throw more money at them. So let's, let's take a look at this guy's reaction because he found his girl has an OnlyFans page. It's stupid, bro. I can't believe I'm sitting here just finding out you got an OnlyFans page. Out of all these years, yo, the you trying to hold it together. That you could even talk to me before you did it. That's bullshit, bro. That's fucked up, Keith. I'm telling you, bro, that's fucked up. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Calm, but you're not going to say fuck me or that's fucked up. It's not what fucked up. Recording me? What the fuck you doing? Yeah, exactly. Listen, it's not fucked up, and we're going to. Okay, look. So, I have an OnlyFans page, and he's mad because he's just now finding out about it. Of course, I'm mad. I'm just finding out about it. I'm not doing it with anybody but myself. So why should I have to tell you my choice, my body, my body, my fucking choice? Things. I've been asking for solutions to shit. You're not giving me nice one. He's wearing his golden state. One. That's no solution. Uh, not sure. in my book. You knew, you knew who the fuck I was when you met me. Before. Before. Before, before yeah. Before. Met, yeah, I and I that. thought that I would never have to go Man, back to anything like this again. But unfortunately, that's not the case. Apparently, he's out of the league. He's not making as much money as he's making. So she had to do this to make money. No, it had to. I had to do something. Okay, I had enough of this. Okay, we can stop. So. Hmm. Obviously, he's pissed. They're in a relationship, but okay. Let's, let's let's break this down. He knew she did this type of work, I guess, beforehand. Beforehand, before and now that they're dating, he thinks that she's going to change. So he came into her life, basically saved her from what it sounds like. Uh-huh. He provided something that she wanted. Uh-huh. He had she had something that he wanted, which was the body, the looks, and yeah. all that. Mm-hmm. As long as you give me what I want, I have what you want. Yeah. He stopped providing because he's out of the league. So now there's lack from incomes down. Incomes down. Up. And she said it. I've come to you before, but you're not giving me solutions to the problems that we're having. So not, I have to resort to this. But on a moral standpoint, as a man, it's like why? Like if, if we're, we're going to go through something together, I would assume the thing that, that's the horrible thing about dating. Like what, when you walk into something, what, what's I mean, you're married. Yeah. What's the likelihood of the part, the person you end up marrying 
what's the likelihood of them actually changing for the good versus them just staying the same? Because you need to understand, like when you once you start dating somebody, who you see is who they're going to, to be long term. Uh-huh. Long term, yeah. you can have a come to Jesus moment, and you can you can you can go through a psychological you know uh, 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 counseling. You can do you know everything that's in the book to fix your shit to fix yourself. But at the end of the day, the person you meet is the person you're gonna end up marrying. And money magnifies uh-huh. that. Yeah. Uh, 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 stress mag- magnifies that. Going through the kind of problems magnifies that. So as a man, it's kind of like, bro, like, why did you assume that she was going to change? And from what I see with, with this woman, she ch- ended up changing her ways because of what she, what he was able to provide. So it was more, to me, maybe, maybe more. It yeah. was a, a temporary yeah. transactional thing. Yeah. Where's the love, where's the respect, where's the morals between both people? Yep. A lot of miscommunication, but from the woman's standpoint, what do you think? I had a lot of thoughts on that. (laughs) Give us your top three. Well, first of all, I don't think that OnlyFans is your first (laughs) go-to to make money. I mean, but it's it's so seductive though, because they can make ten thousand, twenty thousand, a hundred thousand. Quick money, but quick money. Yeah. You know, is that really what you're you're willing to sacrifice your marriage or whatever that relationship is for some money? You know, like I just I can't get behind that. I think you could go and actually find a good career or find something that's actually going to make you feel good about yourself and what you're doing to bring the money in. Like that would be like me feeling like I'm going to go rob a bank to go make some money. Yeah. Like I would not feel good about that money. I'd rather have, I'd rather be broke than be getting money that way. So that's my thoughts on that. But kind of to like your point, like, you know, if he did know that going into it, um, I mean, she's not going to change if he had money then. Yeah. She probably quit doing it because they were stable. They were good. But then as soon as, whatever happened, he got out of the NBA, retired and stuff, and doesn't have a lot of money coming in. That's If that's what she was used to doing, she just went, you know, like reverted back to that, and yeah. that's what she's comfortable with. A lot of people just do what they're comfortable with, and she's probably not willing to find something outside of her comfort zone because she's she knows she can make however much you just said. Yeah. $10,000? Yeah, a lot more than yeah. that. A lot, a lot more <laughs> than that. You, know, you, got, you got someone making 100 grand, 200 grand. Here's my thing, too. How you met them, where you met them, has a lot to do with how they're going to be, how you're going to be with them. Mm-hmm. For example, I met my, uh, you know, I, I met somebody at a club, ended up marrying her, right? But then I wondered why things, when I got deployed, why I have to worry about her going back to the club. Well, that's where I met her. Yeah. That's, it's like, I, I can't be upset that you're back at the club with your girls when I'm away, and I feel helpless because I'm on a deployment, that you're back at the club. And I got to wonder what's going on. That's number one. So that's how your wife you, now? No. Oh, no, okay. we got we got divorced. We got okay. divorced, uh, uh, and a horrible time in my life in my twenties. No, I met my now wife while I was working. I met Sheena okay. while I was working when I was doing the business. There you go. Right. That's better. And kind of like, <laughs> right? Like uh, I met Sheena when when we were um, doing a five gotchas of money presentation to Nurses Week. She was she was doing her presentation selling hospital beds to nurses. Aww. So we we're both talking to nurses. So I like that. Yeah. There we go. But so, so for example, you meet. Somebody at the game, you meet a man at church. Is that a much better entrance into a a fruitful relationship, hopefully, mm-hmm. than that somebody you meet on a club or somebody meets, you know, intoxicated? Milton? Woman? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, for, I mean, for, for me personally, I, I, I side with what, what he's saying a lot. I think like uh, there's a certain list of rules that men have that define the ideal woman for them. 
Um, you know, and I think everyone has like a, a checklist of you know what a, what a man wants or you know, what a woman wants in a man. But for men, speaking on on men, um, from my behalf, it's you know there's certain foundational things that you want out of out, out of a woman, and you know you want to be able to. Uh, serve them and you know and take care of them on a certain level. You want to be the leader, but it, it takes a certain special woman for you to want that. Because if you meet someone at a certain point in your life where you're st- as a, you're still an incomplete man, it's going to be really hard to want to lead someone who's matching, as you say now, it is matching that energy. Because if you meet someone while you're a half-ass man, you're gonna you're gonna pull in a half-ass woman, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be extremely hard for you to want to be that leader for that woman. And then there's gonna be a lot of push and pull. And now you jump into a, a, a mediocre relationship because you're just emotionally codependent on somebody. You just want someone's presence there, yeah. and it's going it's to turn out to be a really horrid relationship versus mm-hmm. actually doing the work on yourself and you know being able to attract the right woman to your life. And there's actually a video, Jordan. We can pull it up. It's on how men define women, and it's coming from uh, a group of women talking within, within a circle. And you know, what do you think is the ideal woman for a man? So, Jordan, we have that video that can be great. How does a man identify a good woman? I would say that a man identifies a good woman if she's one, healthy and fit. That's important, okay? Especially for childbearing. And I'd say number two, if she has traditional values, if she believes in being submissive, if she believes in being feminine. But I think if she, she wants to cook, if she's okay cleaning, she wants to be a homemaker, she would love to, you know, have children and take care of them and be a housewife. Um, I think that's beautiful. Um, and so that's what I think identifies a good woman. What are your thoughts? I mean, I think... Um to your question, meeting in a church and meeting somewhere where, just like you said, you and your wife didn't, that foundation is a lot more, I think, sustainable long-term. Obviously, like you guys have the same goals. Um, mm-hmm. To that video, Common I think- Common interest there outside of getting loaded and intoxicated. Yeah. yeah. I think like your faith and Christianity and stuff kind of ties into that video though. And you know what a man's role is and a woman's role in a relationship and a marriage. Um, but I think like it's kind of everyone's trying to change it so much now. But I think like I mean I'm very traditional, so even though I am in a position where it's like I work a lot right now, and I was we're probably going to talk about this too. I'm guessing, but I'm very like career focused and centered right now. But like I was telling Milton earlier, it's like until you find that person, I think like we have to as women focus on what we know and have right now, like our careers or you know building that stuff up because like in, in the long run it is going to help your family is going to help your kids. You know, like I already, you know, like I have an income, I have all this stuff. So it's like, and it's stuff that I'm planning like for my family, for my kids to be able to like raise them well, be able to have, you know, cause I've thought about obviously like basketball and football, like you travel a lot and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but you only work, you know, six months out of the year and you make more than, you know, some people would make in five years, you know what I'm saying? So it's like that stuff kind of like builds up into, you know, being able to like have like a healthy marriage and have the time for your kids. Um, Would you date a guy with the right traditional values and principles and morals, but he's making less money than you? Yeah, I'm not a, I know a lot of women are all about the money and like the whole gold digger thing or whatever. Mm. Um, I'm not, I'm not like that. I'm not that way. I'm not a materialistic person. I mean, obviously I want. So you'd be cool with dating a guy that's making less money than you? Yes, but only if they're. I mean, like I don't care about that, but as long as like they're driven and their goal, like they have yeah. goals, they have ambitions. They're not just sitting there on the couch doing nothing. They're playing video games all the. Yeah, I cannot. Like if I'm working harder than you, that's you know I do work a lot. And You'd stuff, be able to sniff I, that out right away, though. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah I can. Yeah. I mean, you can tell right away. Like if someone's just like. They're just chilling. They just want to sit on the couch. They just want to do nothing. I'm like, okay, I. Hey, babe, not can gonna... you pay this bill for me? 
So we won't even get into my last relationship. <laughs> so let me so, yeah. So, so let me ask you a question. You know, you're right now. As you said right now, you're very career oriented. You're young. Your birthday's coming up in a couple weeks. Seventeenth November. Seventeenth. I'd be so old, man. Twenty five. Twenty five. Oh, you're, you're, you're Scorpio too. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is yeah. that? But are we all? Yeah. yeah. Wait, are you we're, on that? November nineteenth. Oh, we're all Scorpios. Yeah. Oh, damn! We're just going. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. that's, that's why this this my podcast is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you a question: Career oriented, young, you know, striving forward. You know, you have your life together. You're very. Fr- the Thank only you. reason I I, I I even connected with her, she was one of the first, like maybe three people aside from the operations manager at the facility that came up to me and said hi to me, introduced herself to me. To me, okay. that that stands out a lot, mm-hmm. especially for a woman to do Aww. it. You see a lot of men doing it, especially if you see an attractive woman. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna go talk to her. Yeah. I'm gonna go talk to her. You're single. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna go talk to her. For a woman to do it in yeah. in that kind of environment, that stands out a lot. So I'm like, okay, Sweet. you can tell that her character is in, in a different place than many women her age and in mm-hmm. her position. So now let me ask you: the right man, the right man walks into your life, right? Right man, based off of what you want out of a man, comes into your life, has every you want and you desire and says, hey, babe, you don't have to, I don't want you to work anymore. I, I'll take care of you. I'll provide for you. I'll provide Put up the whistle. I'll, yeah, I need you to retire. Retire the zebra doing. outfit. Would you be willing to give, <laughs> would you yeah. be willing to give all that up for the right man on the spot? Is on the it, spot, damn, what a question like, on the spot. Is this saying he, like, he's allowing me to, or are you saying like he, is like he's you like, have to. He's like, there's no, there's no need for you to work anymore. There's no need for you to work anymore. I I will take. I have. I make enough money that I can take care of us for the rest of our lives. You can just worry about you know being a traditional wife, cook, uh, cooking, clean, and if we, when we have kids, you know, being a mother. You don't have to worry about anything. And then my money will also become your money. So you don't have to worry about anything. I just want you to raise our kids. I'll be the leader who will raise our our our, our boys into men. I'll be the leader who will lead our daughters into you know where they need to be. I'll be the one taking care of everything and leading our family the way it's supposed to be. But I need you to be in charge of raising our family and leading our family spiritually and emotionally, being the nurture that you're quote unquote called to be. But I need you to give everything up so that we can have the traditional family that yeah. Christians say is the right way to do things. Yeah. Um, that's a big question. It's loaded. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say I've always told people this, like I would ref if I wasn't getting paid. So like to me, it's not, I'm not doing it for the money. Mm. I like genuinely love it. Like that'd be yeah. like telling me like I can't work out anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. um, I think I would definitely cut back a lot to say like I would completely stop. I would definitely say no to that. But I mean, because that's something like I wanted for so long and I think like the right person to mm-hmm. me will allow me to continue doing that and like know that I love it that much, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I would definitely cut back on like a lot of like, I have to do this because blah, 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 you know, like. So your favorite speaker, uh, Joy, we can pull it up. She actually <gasps> has the same thing that Wait. you're saying, but I think she might actually pull back a little bit faster yes. than you. Yeah. Candace Owens, let's go. You like you some Candace Owens, okay. <laughs> I love Candace. If you had to choose one. Meaning Saucy. mother, mother, three kids, mother. Candace Owens, mother. political pundit, daily wire. Mother. You'd give it all up I'd just to be a mother. A yeah. Why don't women not understand that exact same topic? Because it's not talked about culturally, because I'm considered counterculture, right? That's not mainstream. How are you saying that? How, how, how dare you say that? Women are being told that they should be like men. By the way, we're getting the worst end of the deal. I don't know who sat down and had the feminist meeting in the beginning and was like, <laughs> hey, so here's how we're really gonna make men lose. Um, first, we're just gonna keep sleeping with them with no commitment, right? We're gonna just, we're just gonna be posed, right? Yeah. yeah, oh, men are really gonna hate yeah. that. We're gonna trick them. And then right. we're gonna be naked you on the me. internet yeah. all the time. We're just gonna put our boobs yeah. out there. Yeah. We're gonna fight to free the nipple. Right. Men free are really nipple. gonna hate that. And right? we're also gonna work our asses off just like men. <laughs> yeah, and then we're gonna say, 
we're going to work just yeah. like you and we're going to bring in the same men are really going to I don't know this yeah. is the worst deal ever I'm like wait wait, wait. <laughs> do you mean to tell me that there was a time where we got to just be at home and cook and hang out with other women and raise our kids and somebody ruined that bring me that woman yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you think you know like and on top of that men get to compete in your sport yeah well, and that's okay yeah. that's yeah. noble yeah. that's yeah. noble that's that's such, where'd you get that? Yeah. That is so great. It's just like, it's PBD. It's PBD. It's saucy. It's my guys. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when, you know, I, I talked to Sheen about that. Yeah. I said, babe, listen, you ain't got to do this stuff. I mean, I, uh, to, to, to answer that question on behalf of my wife, she wants, she loves doing this. Yeah. Right. And said, but babe, babe, I just want you to know, you know, I, I want to make, I, I knew right in front, she wasn't going to cook. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was okay with that. <laughs> However, I want to make sure we got some meals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife and I cook, but she loves me her some DoorDash. She had to have some stock in DoorDash. Have some stock in Uber Eats. She has some stock in Uber. Either one of these, but uh, she does. She does well though. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm looking at all this food, and and uh, I have no problem with her wanting to be my partner in business, partner in life. But I, I gave her the option, babe. Yeah. You know, you you can you can be at home. But I've also found a uniqueness in her that she does in a business that I can't do. She's very good at certain things in the business. I can't do. Oh, that's a unique ability you have in terms of running a business mm-hmm. and, and and running our systems and processes. So I I would have to hire somebody if she was just to stay home. I'd have to hire somebody. I think at two, three, four hundred thousand dollars a year just to do what she does. Mm. Easy, mm. easy. So that's how much that's how much value she brings wow. to me. Is my business partner? Shout out to your wife. Oh, that's that's, <laughs> my, that's my boo boo. But in, originally, she's like, I just want to do paperwork. But my wife evolved. Yeah. And I love seeing that about her, but she always has the option staying with the kids, you know? Yeah. And so, so yeah. leading to that, what, what are your thoughts on stay at home husbands? <laughs> hey, Jordan, what are your thoughts on that? It's an it's obvious turnoff uh, for her because she doesn't want to just stay at home. We just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that would be a Take no me out, go. Babe. Yeah, let's I'll not. Stay at home husband. No, I mean, I think to any woman, I mean, that, has like her own goals and you know dreams and stuff aspirations i don't know how that would in any way be yeah. like attractive or enticing or you know yeah. like a turn on whatever yeah. like that would be a no-go well, ch- check out this guy who actually <laughs> thinks the complete opposite of you uh, and it looks like he's doing pretty well for himself sorry tough guys it's part two of a day in the life of a stay-at-home husband when i say check your misogyny at the door i mean it it's the weekend so you know i gotta let my queen sleep in so i make her some pancakes she likes them with chocolate chippies in them After I flip the script on these gender norms, she wakes up to a hot plate of pancakes. On Sundays, we strip the sheets, and then I load the dishwasher. Next, I borrow my wife's credit card, and I go get some groceries. I check those eggs. Check out, make my way home, and put the groceries away. The fridge organized with all her favorite drinks and snacks, and then I take the trash out to where the men go. Don't strain yourself, queen. You work too hard. (laughs) You know the drill. Follow to end the patriarchy. Uh... What are your thoughts, man? (laughs) Is, is that a turn on for you, no. Haley? You want to watch uh, I mean, that's great and all, Chippy but Chippies. I think that you can probably do that and work at the same time, huh? <laughs> right, yeah. guys? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're, he's relegated himself to cooking, cleaning, shopping. I, I, I get it, but it, it just goes against what I presume, not as a cultural thing, but I think as a DNA, a man yeah. is a provider mm-hmm. and a protector. Mm-hmm. And any man that tries to resist that, that takes strength yeah. to try to not be a provider 
and a protector. So yeah, and you being the leader that you are in your household and being that extreme father figure, and you know what, you even have you even have agents in the office who mm-hmm. even on some level have like a like you they you give them that father figure, authoritative figure mm-hmm. that whatever you do they. Whatever yeah. you do, they do. Whatever yeah. you say, they say, and they mimic your mannerisms because yeah. you have that kind of influence. So, yeah. I think you brought something up, uh, uh, Haley, on you know how having not having a father in the household can actually impact a kid's future and their adulthood. And I think you pulled up a video <coughs> on that specific topic, right? For which one? The uh, um, uh, having you know like, leadership in the, in, the, in the household, having a father in the household can impact uh, a kid's yeah, future. Yeah. Do Do we have that video? That last yeah. video here in terms of uh, um, uh, the, the opportunity for a child. Yeah, yes. grandkids got it. Yep. Let's take a look at this in terms if of a, making sure. If a man and wife raise a child, they're less likely to end up in jail, but they have the same statistical chance as children raised by just their father. Girls with no fathers in the home have lower self-esteem. No, no father families more, more likely to be victims of abuse, especially with single mothers. Children with high BMI more often come from fatherless homes. Here's something: fathers have the fittest children. That was really interesting to me. The more opportunities a child has to interact with biological father, the less likely they are to commit a crime or have contact with the juvenile justice system. Okay, another way to say that is men and women who are incarcerated, the population of the prisons mostly encompass fatherless homes. Now here's something that no one else has mentioned, which I think is cool, and I I don't really say this eloquently. If If a man and wife raise a child, they're less likely to end up in jail, but they have the same statistical chance as children raised by just their father. Ah, which is not a very popular stat yeah. for single moms. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's yeah. ouch. Yeah. So uh, I was just, uh, you might not know about this about me, but for 14 years I was a single dad, three kids, you know, all the way until high school. You raised all three? I raised all three. Custody. Oh and and the courts asked me if I wanted child support. Wow. <laughs> so I said, no. Wow. That's backwards. Yeah. It was <laughs> backwards. I, I, I said, no. Yeah. And so tough, but I didn't know what I was doing. I had zero clue what I was doing. And, and for the, for the most part, my entire thirties raising these kids was meant to repay the mistakes in my twenties and to minimize the damage that my kids would have to pay for their father's sins. And so I'm looking at my thirties and seeing these kids like, Psh, I owe these kids. The very big said, I chose wrong. Not the moms. I chose wrong. And so now my son's got my son's got a kid, and I talked I talked to him the other day. <laughs> Remember we talked about the three phases of, of fatherhood. Mm-hmm. First first phase that, that kids have with the parents is idolized. I love my dad. I love my mom. Blah 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 blah. My dad's stronger than you. My dad's faster. My dad's mm-hmm. richer than you. My mom's prettier than you. Etc. Right. Mm-hmm. Second phase, that's around 11, 12, 13. They enter the demonized phase because they want to be socially connected. They're just saying, okay, wait, right, they have their own identity. My mom doesn't know why, my dad doesn't want, my dad's not looking out for me, so it's that demonized face, but it has rules, I gotta enforce them. My dad's not looking out for me, my dad doesn't want me to have a life, my mom doesn't want me to have a life. Mm-hmm. And that happens for a minute. And the third phase starts coming around, most likely when they're in their 20s, maybe in their 30s, where they start humanizing their mom and dad. So de- uh, idolize, demonize, humanize. So I was talking to my son the other day, he says, dad, I was in that demonized phase for a minute. I think you looked out for me. I think that you wanted things for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he says, Dad, I slipped out into the humanized phase, but man, I also idolize you too. So shout out to Ruben. Can't wait to Aww. see the Saturday kid. Because there's so much tough. You, you, you've seen this. Yeah. 
it's tough. But to see my son be a father and uh, <laughs> fill in the blanket, bro. Tito, give me some tissue. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you make me no, cry. <laughs> no, but it's it's the, the 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 challenge I had, the struggle I had, being a single dad, and and to have the reward, seeing the kids want to do well, do well. Mm. Uh, videos like that, man, just. And the kids remember, say, Dad, I remember you, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, we wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, and we'd see you studying and reading and grinding, and he'd go back to our room full of clothes because it's not full yet from the, from the larger you did on Sunday. <laughs> 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 that's what was their bed. It wasn't a bed, it was a bed full of clothes because you got to fold your clothes now, you're eight. <laughs> but anyway, my prayer, that is people watch this podcast, our, our message here at the Seven Figure Squad, not necessarily for you to make a lot of money, just for the sake of making a lot of money. It's for you to raise good citizens. Citizens that love God, that love America, that love their wife, that love their husband, that love their last name. And, and sadly, money has robbed a lot of people of that. And because when people are too busy working, they're not busy experiencing. Mm -hmm. They're not together. And this Saturday, family's coming in. We're gonna enjoy this time and uh, you know, and my prayer for you is, uh, you, you were joking around earlier. Are you celibate? Are you celibate? Is to make sure that you are, and, and real quick, 30 seconds, why is celibacy so important to you? I mean, I don't know. I think if you look at the world and what the world tells you, what just, I mean, you can relate to the OnlyFans thing, you can relate it to the Instagram stuff we were talking about with girls' posts and stuff. Everything is so sexualized. You're talking about it with football and like that lingerie league. Everything is sexualized around us. And what culture says is okay and like just trying to make that normal yeah. it's not it's hurting so many relationships it's like the divorce rate is so much higher than it's ever been like and you wonder why yeah so it's just i think i mean i was baptized like you said in june and stuff and i steve weatherford yeah, shout out steve. Steve <laughs> thanks steve they really changed my life though that elevate life changed my life and um just actually like having a relationship with god is very different than what i grew up knowing i didn't know you know, any of that, yeah. I, like I was kind of raised in a church, but my parents didn't really go. And I just started going when I was 16. So like now actually knowing what a relationship is with God, um, it's changed a lot, but I just think saving that for the person you're meant to spend your life with. Cause people like porn and stuff. I mean, Steve talks yeah. a lot about that too, yeah. but that's just making it so normal. And like what, you know, you have these expectations in a, like a relationship and that's never going to happen because of what you're seeing online, what you're able to see on your phone, you know, it's just, yeah, it's creating so many issues in the world right now. So I think if we can actually like bring some light to that and like show the benefits of that in a way of like showing that that can be normal too, it doesn't need to be the way that people are making it seem, Yeah, you know, I think that that would really change marriages, relationships for the future kids ideas of it kids are literally growing up talk like hearing like music that talks about sex when they're like eight years old you yeah. know like that's not <laughs> how is that in any way going to help music kids today. yeah the, the number one song for a minute was pound town oh yeah pound i wonder town. what that's about sexy red <laughs> oh uh ski the ski yeah. song but by, by the way I, I as a parent have to be on top of what's going on <laughs> yeah. so oh people are like why are you listening to this stuff no i'm not listening to this stuff mm -hmm. i'm just paying attention to what's going on because i need to protect my kids from all you this have to i was not in the garbage so i appreciate you saying that sharing that message this is gonna this, this clip is gonna love this is gonna live well online <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and you're, you're you're helping lead the way <laughs> really. and i want to make nice sure that man. that message has a platform and if we have whatever platform we have to share that message amen because just because sex just because you could doesn't mean you should yeah. Just like anything in life, you know, 
And so you have to find out when the right time for a lot of things in our life yeah. is. So uh, that being said, appreciate you bringing Haley to you. You got to come back. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Because we, we Thank can, you guys we so much for having me. Thanks, yeah. Milton, for asking. We're, we're looking forward to your career continuing to <laughs> oh, evolve. And when you make it to the NFL guys. and the NBA, we're going to say, hey, she was on the Seven Figures Squad podcast in 2023. <laughs> yeah. We knew her, right? I feel said. honored to be here. Thank you guys so much. Thank I appreciate guys. it. Thanks. Any final words? As Matt said, we're excited. We're excited for you. We're excited mm -hmm. for your future, and we're blessed to be able to uh, have you on the show. And we hope to see you again. And for everyone watching, man, uh, follow Haley. Haley yeah. definitely has a very powerful message, uh, not only empowering women but also empowering people as a whole. And the way yeah. God's using her is going to be in a tremendous way. And I am really, really excited to see where God takes you in these next couple of years. And yeah. and I pray that your future endeavors are extremely wholesome and purposeful. Mm -hmm. That you may be able to make a massive impact that not only changes your life and your family's life, but the generations to come. Oh my God. And the right Thank man is guys. out there. We'll be your, we'll be your virtual Aww. bodyguards to make sure that it doesn't come your way. Yeah. Thank you guys for being like great leaders though too. I've only known him for what, two weeks or two whatever. Weeks. And I looked at your Instagram for like two seconds, but just even seeing what you guys put out there and just seeing that there are good men that are leaders and like, gonna be strong in your family and your faith and everything that that encompasses too. It's just really cool to actually see that in real life, not just, you know, on a platform or whatever too. So yeah. thank you guys for being who you are. I appreciate that. Well, praise God. Yeah. Amen to that. That being said, guys, make sure you follow Haley here. We'll put the description, her links in the description section below. Uh, if you're watching this, make sure you hit subscribe, hit like, make sure you also follow my man here, Milton, SMB Performance <laughs> underscore. That being said, guys, every Wednesday we're here live. But in between, we also have interviews that we also do here on the Seven Figure Squad podcast to make sure you're surrounded with the thoughts to help you think like a millionaire, the strategies to become a millionaire, mm -hmm. because we want you one day to become a first generation cash flow millionaire, not necessarily for the sake of you making a million bucks, but to provide for the people you love and care about the quality of lifestyle that you know you and your family deserve. That being said from Dallas, Texas, I'm your money smart guy, and until we meet again, continue to live smart, continue to love smart, and be money smart today. today. See you next week.